Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. Um, I am your host, Billy. As always, I am here ready and waiting. I am joined by the mighty Caleb Valhalla from WrestleZone. How are you doing? Hi, Billy. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, just uh, just back from the gym, so I'm still a bit red and, and sweaty, but uh, how are you doing? That's fine. Not many people ask me, but I, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing fine. Yeah. Um, this is People that will be listening to this podcast as it goes along um, won't notice a difference, but I've got <coughs> a two, like a two-week break from, from uh, doing podcasts because this is like, I think number 18 so far, 18 or 19, mm. so... I think uh, I think I've earned two weeks off, just not yeah, doing any recordings. So. What you're saying is this is the season finale. Um, for me, yes. <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah, this, this okay. was my season finale. Uh, or you, you're tired out. And then everyone, we're gonna, and then, we're gonna tire you out today. But everyone will be like, "Oh, but there's an episode next week with with Harmony Sky." I know, like, but not for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I wanted you as I think I can't remember who contacted each. Other. I think it was you contacted me, and I ended up kind of cajoling you into doing this. Um, Definitely a guest that I've, I've wanted to, to get on the podcast uh, since I kind of started this thing. But I think we initially spoke after. I'll do the boring questions and then we'll, we'll speak about me. Um, so, how did you get into pro wrestling? Oh, uh, for me, I honestly can't remember. I've, I've got an older brother who's like 13 years older than me, who um, basically, um, from the moment I was born, just gave me wrestling. Um, so I, I, I can't remember a time in my life where I haven't been into wrestling. Um, so he basically brought me up on Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, um, Bret Hart, all that kind of good stuff, Legion of Doom. So, so that ties, ties in quite nicely. Martin Taylor sent a question in saying, what, what was your earliest memory of the world of wrestling? So that kind of ties in. Oh, nicely. yeah. Um, the earliest... I don't know. I don't know what he showed me. If it was all in chronological order, or if it was just you know random videos, or it, being so young, it was just to me a blur of a few years of a period. So I'd say the earliest kind of things I remember happening is like uh, Hogan versus Warrior blowing my mind as a kid. Um, like as a kid, I used to like steal my mum's lipstick and like put the Warrior face paint on my face and learn about the house and all that kind of stuff. So. That's up there. Um, probably Shawn Michaels uh, turning on Janetti. That was pretty mind blowing for a kid as well. Um, all stuff around about that area. Warrior and Rick Rude with the pose off and all that stuff. That's oh, right. Your 1990 kind of time. Yeah, round about. Yeah, late 80s. I mean, probably show me stuff from you know when I was like one or two, and it's just ingrained in my brain. I don't really remember the first time. So it is what it is. So would that be your favourites growing up then? Your your Hogan, your Warrior, your Legion Doom, all that big. Oh yeah, dudes. yeah, all the big, big colourful characters, face paint, um, bright colours, the Rockers for that Warrior, um, Hogan, Legion of Doom, um, Demolition, all those kind of guys. The larger than life characters were the ones that you know, as a kid, you're drawn to. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's the guys. That, I mean, for me. Wrestling is all about that, it, and which actually ties in perfectly where where you're currently, well, not currently because there's no shows on, but where where you're wrestling is is WrestleZone now, which which to me is pretty much harking back to that time where it's all big characters and 
and uh, yeah. the superhero life, the superhero world of pro wrestling. Um, just before we go any further, if anyone's watching the video feed, which you should, I think it's a little bit more fun than the podcast feed. Uh, I am wearing, I am sporting a Kilo Valhalla t-shirt, uh, which is, I'm sure, available if you go ask him on Twitter. We'll do social media yeah. towards the end. Just DM me and I'll, I'll hook people up. But yeah, they're, they're um, on sale at shows, but obviously they kind of released them a few shows before COVID and uh, yeah, that kind of got a bit snickered. But yeah, I've, I've still got people kind of creeping into my DMs every now and then. So Hopefully just for t-shirts. Um, oh, um, so far, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, the fun story behind this t-shirt is though, uh, is I ordered it from you uh, before COVID and I was due to collect it at Aberdeen Anarchy. And uh, then, of course, the world ended. And uh, a couple of days before my thirtieth birthday, it arrived. So I heard there, there's been there has been some uh, collusion between yourself and and my wife. Uh, it uh, uh-huh. ended uh, up this maybe. t-shirt arriving. Yeah, I mean, you're you're a you're a good guy for for doing everything you've been doing for the Scottish wrestling scene. So. What's the, you know, you give a little, you get a little back kind of thing, I thought, so. Absolutely. I mean, I, I do it just for the fun, but if I get a couple of t-shirts along the way, I'm never going to complain. Uh, so that goes out to anyone else who uh, wants extra plugging. I, I can be bought, very clearly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed um, watching your, for the wrestling I've seen, I've only actually I've seen you wrestle, what, the Rumble which we'll definitely speak about in a bit. Uh, I thought uh, that might come up, yeah. Yep. And uh, Aberdeen Anarchy last year. Is that, is that two times I've seen oh. you? So um, I, was, I was the pre-show last year. Yeah, that was um, the, the four-way on the pre-show. Yeah. yeah. And then and so, you accosted me after the show, and uh, that's when I kind of put a face to a name as well. So Yeah, and I got, I got the, the picture with yourself and, and Mark, which there was a couple... Well, you made me look very handsome. That's fantastic photography, like... Um, yeah, you should take more pictures of me. Yeah, it's just a shame I was sitting, like, I was standing on, must be standing on a chair or something, because I seem to be towering over you, but I'm sure that's just camera trickery. Um, yeah. Because when, if you saw us, I mean, I'm towering over you now on the screen as well, but I think I think if we meet in real life uh, properly and you see side by side, I am I am not that big. Uh, so, so how did you go from watching these, these uh, larger-than-life heroes, muscle beasts like Ultimate Warrior, to actually becoming a wrestler, or at least uh, going to train. Yeah, um, I, I never really thought of wrestling as like a, a possibility. Really, um, I'd, I'd, I'd seen like WrestleZone. Well, I hadn't seen any shows, but I'd seen obviously being in Aberdeen, the, the things going around. Um, it was it wasn't something I really thought there was a, an avenue into for some reason, even though it was in the same city. Um, but like I'd been, you know, going to the gym for like, at that point, maybe seven, eight years. And, um, I was literally just like a week away from getting married and, um, Mrs. Valhalla turned, uh, turned to me looking on her Facebook feed, like, oh, Russell's owner, you know, recruiting for their, their training academy. Why don't you do it? I was like, ah, I don't know about that. You know, I, I don't know if I... I could do that. That sounds like cardio. You know, I'm not, I'm not good at cardio. I, I can, I'll pick things up, I'll put them down, and that's that's me. Um, but yeah, just on a whim, went, why not, you know? Um, she basically gave me the form, 
filled it in, and uh, the rest is history, really. So um, she complains. She complains about oh, you know, all, all the time away for training and shows now, but it's, it's her fault. So oh, yeah. she can't say anything. She 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 planted the the seed there, so take a little bit of responsibility. Um, yeah. So is that through? Uh, so it's wrestle zone. I don't know an awful lot about the training academy, which should which will shock people because uh, I seem to know everything about WrestleZone. Um, but they're they're very good at, at keeping their kind of their 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 training kind of guarded, uh, which is actually uh, same with with their like committee and, and just everything about WrestleZone seems to be very uh, shrouded in mystery sometimes. Um, so was it through Blue Thunder? Was Blue Thunder that initially trained you, or uh, was it? Um, yeah, he had a he had a good hand in it. Um, Brian Tucker was was quite heavily involved at that point as well. Um, Scotty Swift and uh, even uh, Len Ironside coming Len Ironside coming in quite a bit, um, which was which was obviously great for the actual technical wrestling side of things. Um, so yeah, there was a good a good blend of, um, of people kind of with their hand in my development early on, um, and then you know as as times went. Uh, obviously there's um like been a few other guys in, in training who kind of spurred me along as well. Um I, I was in I think the the class I originally started with, there's only uh, me and Connor Ingalls kind of left from that. Uh, so we started about the same time. Um and then there was like Ryan Riley, uh, Dino Del Monte, Ted O'Keefe all kind of a bit further advanced than me, who really kind of helped push me on again to like I, I want to get as good as those guys and get matches and training with them and then onwards and upwards to actual show talent kind of thing so it's definitely great when, when you go into an environment like that and you see the previous class and you can see what they're how they're getting on their development it kind of could spur you on um so yeah. like i say you're more strength based picking up putting down how is it changing from a bit more cardio a bit more running the ropes and what have you what, what were your first initial thoughts when you started training um the ropes hurt <laughs> like your body tempers to it but initially like i got home showed my wife my back and she was just like you know the lines from where hitting the rope and everything and then she was like that's insane i was like yeah that that's real that is really kind of um painful just to to get your body accustomed to and it's simply like taking bumps and getting hit in general like your body isn't used to it initially and over time you, you learn to love it um like I've been trying to get my wife to forearm me all lockdown, and she's just not keen. And I miss getting forearmed, man. It's it's, it's just you know it's something I miss the little things like that. But um, for me, it was it was a, a shock to the system as well. Initially, like my 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 actual gym training took a severe hit the first few months. It, like I felt pretty weak. Um, and again, I, I accustomed to the workload and balancing wrestling and, and lifting. Um, and, and like in my head, I was like, I need to like still focus on the lifting because I, I want, I've got these people's safety in my hands in the ring. You know, if I'm lifting someone, I, I want to be in control and keep people safe. And uh, I, I've tried to keep that a priority as as well as like aesthetics and things like that. But but um, it's been a tough one to get the balance across. And and like my cardio has picked up finally. I think I can, you know, I can go in the ring um, when I need to. Well, I could. Hopefully I still can. We'll find out um, tomorrow once I'm back in the, the training academy. But um, I, mean, I suppose as well, I mean, because you're, I'd say you're unique for, for WrestleZone. Um, I'm not a 
I'm definitely not slighting anyone, but uh, you're you're very much more built, a bit more muscle muscular than uh, anyone else in WrestleZone. Um, oh, well, thank you. I know, full confidence here. <laughs> everyone else looks great, so <laughs> everyone looks yeah. great. But uh, you're, yeah. you're quite unique in that you look like what um, an atypical wrestler would look like. You would expect to see on the telly. So yeah. um, it's important that you are that kind of solid base as well, especially when you've got uh, guys like Connor, who's a lot smaller, um, who would need that kind of solid, stocky base to, to do all his high flying uh, with as well. Um, and I suppose, much like your, your Goldbergs and that, especially with your start for your first wee bit, um, you may not need to actually bump. So it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's quite handy that you've still, you, you can do, you still, still train yourself to do the pickup and and uh, lifting as safely as possible. Speaking of picking up and lifting, so <laughs> that's that segue, which I almost swore oh. doing. Uh, <laughs> the Regal Rumble. Oh, um, because I I I, just, I love this moment. <laughs> so this was the first time I actually got to see you actually wrestle. Before I, I I'd seen you, it would be as just on what, videos or or a, a security. Which uh, I've, I've seen you manhandling rough. Oh, actually, no, the first time I saw you was was uh, when Sterling Oil were banned from ringside, and you were um, what was it? I can't remember why, but you ended up uh, manhandling William Sterling. And uh, from that point onwards, I was like, I want to see this guy wrestle. I want to see him <laughs> wrestle now because it, he looks amazing. Uh, but yeah, the, the Regal Rumble. So Mr. Malice died. That night. Yeah. yeah. What were your initial thoughts after you you cautiously put him over the top rope? Um. So, uh, first of all, malice is crazy. Um, he is a he is a crazy man. Um, I, at the time, I didn't really think much of it. I was, you know, adrenaline was flowing. I was in the moment. You know, my my first rumble, the second time I'd been. You know, on a on a show in the ring, um, you know, in my in my gear, I was, I was like Caleb Valhalla in that moment, and the fact that I nearly killed him didn't cross my mind because you know it was just the spot, and I moved on, and you know, went on to I think it was Thatcher right after that that I threw out, and you know, straight on to him, and then on to on to Mister P. Didn't think two two thoughts about Malice at that point. Uh, until afterwards, until I came back through the curtain and the guys were like, oh my God. And then I saw Malice and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> His head was like like a cartoon out to here. And then obviously seeing the footage back. Um, and, you know, most people watching this have probably seen the footage. You've, you've retweeted it enough and, and sent it around enough. And it's, yeah. Um, it was a moment. It was a, it was a rumble moment. Um, The, 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 every time that I even like mention your name in this house, because uh, it was my, my, me and my wife went. I'll say Kelly. Everyone knows my wife's name at this point. Uh, me and Kelly went, went to the show, and uh, she it was, she loves the rumble. That's her favourite. We'll go to the rumble, um, and yeah, every time I mention your name at all, she just goes, "Oh, malice." The sound. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. Uh, I think if I if I have the video, I have the video of it somewhere. I might just try and put a little bit towards the end of this podcast so everyone else can see it. And that's your teaser for the end. 
I, I think the, the hard cam footage of it, I think actually, like, you, when he hits the ground, it actually like, shakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those GIFs you watch, and you see the, the memes going on and going, uh, GIFs that you can hear the sound, and I'm just like, yes, that's the one. <laughs> uh, but thankfully, from, from all accounts, other than a, a what you say, just head going like that, um, <laughs> he's, he, he was fine. So that's why we, I can... I can talk about it and lovingly joke about it as well, because uh, by all yeah. accounts, Mr. Miles was fine <laughs> afterwards. Um, but so from that point onwards, uh, you, you were um, you were with Captain Alan Sterling. Yeah, um, that's, been a, that's been a ride. He sent a question in uh, oh, to okay. us. It's a very simple one. It's simply, where are you? <laughs> uh, he's, he's, he's lost track of me again, has he? He's not sent me to Africa this time. It's uh, Berlin, Africa. Oh yeah, Berlin, Africa. There's lots of German-speaking um, people in, in Africa. Funnily enough, um, yeah, uh, Alan's been uh, no doubt looking for me. Um, although I, I thought he was on his ship, so he's probably not looked very hard. Um, I actually don't even know where his ship's docked. So even if I did go to try and look for Alan, I, I couldn't find him. His ship could be anywhere. Um, and trying to get a straight answer from him where he's docked is worthless. It's, it's no point wasting my breath. Um, so, I'll, I'll see him when he finds me, usually. So this relationship has been just, uh, oh, sorry, I don't want to say relationships, partnership, we'll go partnership, yeah. has been uh, one, one of my highlights of, of WrestleZone for the last uh, wee while, um, mainly just, just due to the absurdity of Alan Sterling. Um, yeah. So when you're coming into the wrestle zone, you're a big scary dude, and then you're paired with the ridiculous Alan. Um, for you, was that kind of like you had to kind of keep up with them? Uh, did that was that you into the deep end of being a bit more family friendly as well? And how 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 um, did it come about? I I think being with Alan has really helped me understand the other side because like uh, me being the straight man for most of it and him being the idiot in the loon has been um you know it's, it's caused it's forced me to adopt more of the gaga i think and really embrace that and see what works because alan it, you know he he really knows his stuff um and by all accounts a lot of the guys are saying this is this is their favorite version of alan and I like to think the way we play off each other really does does help that um, because you can have him be as as absurdly stupid and I am pretty bad for giving him even more outlandish ideas in the hope that he's going to go for it um, like the singing um, that he did for uh, before the match for Joe Hendry like I just gave him some songs and I was like why why don't you sing something like this you know Joe Hendry likes to sing and then he went with it. This is this is gold. Um, so he's 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 been great from that point of view. From like you know, you, you get into wrestling. And I, I was, I, you know, I'm quite into my Japanese wrestling as as well as some of your other guys you've had on. So uh, that's very serious, like competition. You know, it's trying to be like fully legit. Um, so to have the other side of the coin and see how our crowds at WrestleZone especially react to more of the ridiculousness is really kind of gave me a better balance, I think. 
He's, he's definitely one of those guys, like like you're saying, a lot of people find it, it, this is the best version. I think it's because of that, because he actually has the, the straight man with him. Because uh, when he was mixed martial island, which is high up there, my, my personal favourites, he had malice. So it was a it was comedy with comedy. And then when he was um, Lord Allen, it was him and Jeeves. So still comedy on comedy. But when you have that, that guy just in the corner going, what are you doing? It just it just adds a little extra bit of of just greatness. I, I, I love it. Arnold Sterling for me is a, much like yourself. Should be should be a guy that's just everywhere once the shows restart. Um, but well, we'll won't stop talk about Arnold too much. I want to speak about your in ring stuff because you have had some pretty big matches, even in your very short time as an, as an in ring wrestler. Uh, even in the last six months, there's been nothing but when you were yeah. um, one of the matches that stands out to me uh, is your match with Andy Wilde I, I think it was a handicap match wasn't it was, was it you and Alan against Andy well yeah as, as much as Alan was involved yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what was yeah. like getting in the ring with, with someone the calibre of Andy Wilde um, that was that was pretty great like that was for a debut match um, the, to have the guys uh, trusting me to, you know, debut against someone the caliber of Andy to me was like mind blowing. Um, and to know, like, I'm in the ring with with Andy Wilde, so I'm I'm good. You know, he's he's going to get me through this, even if, you know, I I, you know, I, I want to say thingy the bed, but I won't because he told me about swearing, so no swearing. But you know, if I made a mess of the bed, you know, he's he's there. He's you know super experienced and and just one of the best. So I'm I'm in good hands, as well as having Al in there. Um, I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll get through this at least, you know. And it it went better than I could have expected. Um, there was, you know, a moment early on where we both like shoulder tackled, and you know the the classic bit of I'm not going down, and he didn't go down. You know, we just shoulder tackle, shoulder tackle, shoulder tackle, and shoulder tackling Andy Wilde was like. Oh, okay. That's a that's a big shoulder tackle. He hits hard. Okay, this is real. This is this is legit. Let's go. Um, and from there on, we, we spilled to the outside, and he hit me with another shoulder tackle. But this time, like he caught me off guard a bit, and I hit the the wooden flooring. And it's the first time I've you know taken a a bump outside the ring on my first match on a show. And I'm feeling my elbow, and I'm like, oh, God, I've messed up my elbow, like, two minutes into the match, you know. Pushed on, got back in. Um, just working with Andy was, was a dream. Um, yeah, it, all in all, it, it couldn't have went any better if, if I had planned it, other than maybe, you know, one or two little, little things. Um, and the fact that it was in Montrose, um, you know, my wife was there. Uh, some of her, she's a she's a teacher in Montrose, so we had some of the other teachers from from the school there. Um, there could have even been some of our pupils in the crowd, for all I know. Um, you know, there's there's friends, there's family, um, as well as a whole bunch of other people. Like Montrose seems to get a decent crowd, which you know I'm happy about as well. Being being here and trying to, you know, me and. Uh, Vago basically being the, the heads of the, the postering and advertising in, in Montrose that feel like we're doing our job well. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, it was, just, it was just great. With, with possibility of uh, students or, or colleagues, I'm assuming that the, the Monday afterwards, everyone was, was going, 
don't mess with Mrs. Valhalla because uh, <laughs> I just I just w witnessed uh, her husband just batter someone. <laughs> if, if if you if you meet Mrs. Valhalla at any point, you you'll realise they're probably more scared of her. Um, you know, she's she's a strong woman as well, so she's you know, she's scary enough to them on her own, I think. But yeah, to to then possibly have seen me as well, I'm sure they maybe think, no, that's that's as some a teacher we're not going to mess with too much. <laughs> So speaking of Montrose, um, we'll go to uh, start of this year, I think it was. I think it was probably the last show before everything just died. Um, yeah. Would it have been Montrose again and you were in an undisputed a WrestleZone Championship match. So that's, what, how, how many months was it? Maybe a year between? It must be just just, over, just under a year. Yeah, uh, between yeah both, both were February. The, the Montrose show is typically a February show, so yeah. It's... Yeah. So, so that show was that that match is actually on YouTube um, as well. If anyone wants to go check out against Damien, uh, so again, twelve months you've went from uh, the the match with uh, Andy to being in the main event with the title online. How? What What were your thoughts on the match, and what were your thoughts coming into it? Uh. I kind of like I I'd had a serious bit of um you know a serious wee while of, of training leading up to this as well thinking I've you know I've got to be main event ready for this match so um you know I had like um, Zach Dynamite really really grilling me in, in training you know um and he he is one of the, the the top guys in the training academy for like pushing some of the the guys coming up so um he was really putting me through my paces and. Uh, it, it got to the point where, like, initially I was quite nervous thinking main event, you know, up against Damien, you know, undisputed championship online. I've got to be, you know, worthy of that spot. And um, by the time, you know, he put me through all my paces, I kind of thought, no, I'm ready. I'm, I'm good to go. Let's, let's do this. And, uh, yeah, come the day, again, it, a few bits I've I've never had a match and watched it back and been, you know, like completely happy with it. There's always bits and bobs that I'm really annoyed at myself with, or maybe over critique, critiquing and you know I get getting feedback from various people. Um, but overall, like it it couldn't have went much much better for where I where I am. Um, and it. A great learning experience as well for for being in the main event, figuring out how to work a main event uh, differently, and working with someone as talented as Damien, and to have him, you know, at the end, kind of be like, "Now nah, this this guy, this guy's kind of got something." It was was a great moment. It's just frustrating, obviously, the manner in which you know the match ended, but that's this. Apparently, nothing I can do about that. It's so, so for those madness. that are unaware, uh, it's uh, as far as I'm aware, uh, it was Alan popped up on the screen, and uh, mm -hmm. he he requested he, he needed to find out where his hat was. That was that yes. was pretty much the, the his captain's shot. hat. His captain's hat was missing. Um, mm -hmm. So from that point, um, we'll just kind of finish off the, the Alan just about finish off the, the timeline uh, more recently. Regal Rumble was due to come around and uh, you would have been in a tag title match. Um, yeah. So you were, you were still, you weren't the main event, you weren't undisputed champion, but you're still you're still in that t championship mix right about now. And of course, 
Alan will be, be making sure you're in these head title matches because, of course, he is Tri-Counties champion and uh, I'm sure that he would rather you didn't come after him at all. Um, so, so obviously, all this, this COVID stuff hit and that's, that show is just gone, uh, cancelled. Uh, when the show's return, are you, are you kind of hoping that's that's where you kind of start? Yeah, um, yeah, fingers crossed we uh, we pick up where we left off. Um, like, I, Obviously, I'm still quite a little bit bitter about how that went down, so Alan getting me the tag title shot to kind of appease me is, is you know, hopefully still going ahead, and if not, I'm going to have to have words with someone. Um, but to have, you know, that match against uh, Connor and Crusher would would be great again as well, because they're, they're both great, talented, you know, wrestlers, so that's that's a match I was looking forward to, regardless of belts, but, you know, to have the belts on the line as well is a, a nice, nice little bonus. Um, I, I had one match with, with Connor previously, um, which, you know, wasn't as good as it should have been, but, I mean, I... Like, like a week or two before that, I thought I like tore my quad. And uh, it fortunately wasn't torn. It was just like a bit of a, a strain or something. Um, but I, like, I watched it back and there was a few things in the match that annoyed me and I could tell I wasn't moving as fluid as I, I usually would be. So to get a chance to do that again with him would be great. And obviously to get some time in the ring with, with Crusher would be, you know, awesome. So I'd say there's, there's a lot of, of, for us WrestleZone nerds, there's a lot of kind of uh, nice little touches in this kind of that match that was coming up um of course it's been well documented i was due to be in inverness that day for swa but uh when when everything yeah. came about uh once once that got cancelled again i gave kelly the choice she wanted to go to inverness so i was going to see wrestling either way uh but yeah when that cancelled i booked tickets for uh, for regal rumble and then pretty much the next day that got cancelled so it was a very frustrating day but uh that the WrestleZone nerd in me quite likes that setup where you've got yourself and Alan. So Alan, for lack of a better term, your mentor. Um, you've got Connor, who of course started training with you in your class. And then you've got yeah. Crusher, which I think is probably as close to being as strong as you yourself, I would say, in WrestleZone. He's, he's one of the biggest guys you could throw about just about anyone. Um, yeah. So well, there's nice, nice thing. We need to find out. That's the thing. Like, get get that in the ring. But uh, that'd, so be, that'd be great. So, speaking of um, like inf- like people that, that you worked with, um, the previous Abiyanke last year, where that selling picture that I put on Instagram uh, and and uh, Twitter came from, um, you were in the pre-show match, which was a four-way with yourself, Irving Garrett, uh, Krieger, who was added last minute, and Kaden Garrick? Kaden Garrick, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah. So, again, a lot of bodies. So, you, you, bar the rumble itself, you probably would have wrestled that many people in one match, you wouldn't think. So, what was that? What was it like, especially at a Regal Rumble show, at an Abadianarchy show? What was it like in the yeah. Center? Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was pretty full for the pre show as well. I, I got a bit surprised how, how busy the pre show was, which was, was great. Again, um, good few hundred probably um so even more nerve-wracking at how well the the pre-show was was filled out but um originally going into it it was going to be a, a a triple threat and um we turned up on the day and i was told craig was being added and uh you know that was like oh 
that's amazing because you know he's one of the guys early on I was like he'd be awesome to wrestle against and uh, here I am you know turning up for Aberdeen Anarchy and he's been added to the match um, as well as Irving Garrett who uh, you know got a lot of time for he's fantastic in the ring as well I hope he comes back soon and uh, you know Caden Garrick um, just yes dream to get to to bull horns with him as well so it's, it was like four you know four guys in that match that you know was for me, you know, people I would have loved to wrestle individually. Um, and yeah, it was, again, a, a great, a great match um, from a learning perspective. Um, very early in my career, again, it was like my second match, if you discount the, the Rumble, so third match if you include the Rumble. Um, and to have like guys backstage, like packed backstage actually like watching on the monitor and apparently saying oh he's got a good look i'm like oh pack pack likes my look oh my god and i'm like <laughs> you know is coming backstage after that and getting you know feedback from like um rudo and um the king's catch as well was was pretty cool um sharing a, a locker room with pack like i said uh, all the talented guys in general that were you know there that day and i'm in the locker room with it and it's like this is this is real this is this is awesome. This is, you know, what you put all that work in for. So, so to, obviously to win was great. But. And it wasn't the last time we would see you on the show, uh, of course, as you accompanied uh, Captain Allen. Um, I think that's probably the last time I, I might mention Allen at this point. I've seemed to mention him a lot. Um, Captain Allen against the undefeated at that point, Aberdeen Anarchy, uh, Grado. Um, again, that's a guy that, you, I'm assuming you, you learned quite a lot about timing and, and a bit of comedic com comedy. What was it like working with with Grado? Yeah, oh yeah, Grado just makes it all seem effortless, um, and that's not to say he's not putting in effort. He's definitely like out there, you know, uh, busting his ass. But he's he's definitely um, he, he knows he knows his crowds. Same with Alan, and that's why that that worked really well. You know, those two guys in there knowing exactly what the crowd's really going to be into um, and and knowing how to use me um, uh, yeah it was it was great fun I remember being backstage just like uh, speaking to him before and after and just like this is this is pretty cool this is uh, this is definitely what you signed up for it's quite cool that, that like, you've, you've been wrestling for what must be because after all this this COVID stuff as well be about two years ish um, yeah year and a half really uh at wrestling uh you're still just as starstruck with with uh getting to to share a locker room with the likes of grado and, and pack of course as well and if he if he can if he can point at someone and say they've got a good look and you look you see him <laughs> that's a pretty yeah. good pretty good feather in the cap <laughs> for yeah. that um we'll go back to your actual influences then because you said you, you watch a lot of japanese wrestling um as it's again, I've said before in podcasts, it's not something I, I particularly watch. So, uh, who in, in Japanese wrestling um, would, would you say your, your influences are, or do you, who do you just enjoy watching? Oh, um, are we just doing Japan? Or are we doing overall everyone? Anything. Everything. Uh, okay, well, well, we'll start off with Japan because obviously, like, like the guys like um, Tanahashi is um, he's he's timeless. It feels um, obviously there's the the top dogs like. Um, Naito and Okada doing great stuff. Um, I love watching guys like um, Ishii and um, 
oh man, Shibata. Uh, but uh, like Ian Skinner was talking about that match where they literally just for 12 minutes batter each other. And it's been a few weeks, so I hope you've watched it by now. But if you haven't, go watch it. It's fantastic. Um, for like my childhood, obviously it was like Hogan and Warrior mostly because I was you know really young. Um, then like my main guy, my number one like guy that I loved was 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 Mick. Um, Mick Foley was like my my idol, and and like I was a chubby kid at school, so like he spoke to me on so many so many levels um, that this this guy is doing it I, you know so I, I can do things that people don't think I should be able to uh, he really spoke to me um, like he I was emotionally invested in all his matches um, so around about 2000 I was on the edge of my seat every time he had a match oh, Royal Rumble 2000 is probably one of my favorite matches yeah. ever um, obviously Mick and and, and, uh, and Triple H just that Oh, just I watched it very recently when before the Rumble because I like to watch old Royal Rumbles before I watch the the actual live show um, and yeah that match is st- it's I for me it still holds up it's still brutal but it's still enough to be as good as it was now as it as it was then um, yeah that feud was fantastic yeah incredible quite quite ironic you think if you look at that match as well just because of your own physique you think you'd be more the triple h guy <laughs> it's, it's almost like it's it's your two your alter egos fighting each other your younger chubby <laughs> self and then your your more ripped self just fighting each other <laughs> yeah usually the chubby side um wins because like body dysmorphia is real i still don't see myself as like a muscular guy and then I have people tell me oh no dude you're, you're huge and I'm like oh am I like oh okay uh, and then like it's been a big deal at like training as well the amount of times guys have to remind me no dude you're 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 jacked and I'm like I don't feel it half the time because I'm still that fat kid in my head you know so some people don't stop being the fat kid and uh yeah that's just me all over all right uh so speaking of the the being the fat kid, uh, this a terrible segue, but it, it works for the, the, the questions that I've got going on here. Uh, we've got a few questions involving pizza. Um, oh. wh- what I do know is during this lockdown uh, time, you have been just going crazy for pizza, uh, including my, my 30th uh, birthday video message including pizza which thank you thank you very much by the way I, I forgot to say um, so we'll, we'll try and run through some of these so we've got Omar Mohammed who asks I don't know a question that seemed to make me just so enraged when I read it but it might make sense do you refer to it as pizza or za oh oh just za yeah that's as soon as I read it I thought I'm unnecessarily angry about that word. No, oh, I don't know. He's, I've, I've never, no, no, I'm not a Zaman. I'll tell you that. I'm, I'm classic. Stick to, stick to pizza. Give it the respect it deserves. Exactly. Full name. Capital, capital yeah. P, if anything. Yeah. Um, so Johnny Reeves has got, does pineapple go on pizza? I, I, I 100% advocate anyone putting pizza with, with um, pineapple. Do 
you do you like like Caleb Valhalla is an inclusive inclusive man I will not judge you on anything like like what you put on your pizza everything can go on pizza in my opinion see I I'm not I'm exactly the same I you put whatever you want on pizza I don't like pineapple so it's not like a case of pineapple shouldn't go on pizza. I just don't like pineapple. So it's yeah, not going on my pizza. Fine. Um, I find fine. it, I don't like anything that eats you as you eat it. And that's what <laughs> pineapple does. I find that weird and wrong. So it's just, I don't like the taste of it. But uh, I'm also a guy that ordered, um, I was so excited that a place uh, in Elgin, it's cl since closed, you may find out why, uh, let you do a, cre a create your own pizza. And I had um, prawn, tuna, uh, I can't remember the other two things, but as soon as I said prawn and tuna, Kelly was just like... That's a, that's a oh. mariner special, that is, that's, that's good. That's, that, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Did you get anchovies on it as well? Anchovies oh, would, no. would complete <laughs> your fish. Oh, you're not going all in on the no, fish. No, no, no. Pro, uh, it was prawn. I had a picture of it somewhere because I got it home and I thought, it needs more cheese. So I put more cheese in it. And then I had pickled onion and I thought, I've already made this weird enough as it is. There's pickled <laughs> onion on there as well. God, I had heartburn for I, days. I'd made a tragic mistake with a pizza. I think it was early on into lockdown um, where I went to change it to the reduced fat cheese because I'm one of those guys sometimes, without, you know, I'm counting my calories. And also went, I, like, I was eating 5,000 calories for a good chunk of lockdown to try and like build some mass. And um, you, I, I tried to like limit my fat a little bit because otherwise I'll end up with like 200 grams of fat a day and I, I just think that's going to clog my arteries and I don't want to die young. Um, but I completely ruined this order. Instead of changing it to the reduced fat cheese, I just removed all the cheese off the pizza. And um, fortunately, it was it was like a, a mighty meat or something like that. There was lots of meat on it. So like the kind of grease from the meat kind of covered all the sins of no cheese. But... Man, it was strange. It's not it the was, same. It's no. not the same with diabetic cheese, is it? No, I like cheese. Um, so, another pizza question. I've got Mikey Innes, uh, who's put... Biscoff spread with protein powder smeared on a pizza. Discuss. Oh. Um, I just said that anything you want on a pizza, can I? Did I? So, can I? I gotta say that'll, that'll, that'll be fine. Like you, you get dessert pizzas now. You see in all those dessert pizzas everywhere. So that could kind of work as a dessert pizza, a high protein dessert pizza, yeah, almost like a, a cheesecake. Uh, oh, now I'm bored. Now you said cheesecake. I wasn't so sure just because of the doughiness, but now you said cheesecake. Yeah, I mean, I mean, pizza is so versatile. You can you can change the toppings and make it different, you know, all the time. But you can change the base. I mean, you got all those different bases, you know, um, and even like people using like tortilla wraps as, as like a low calorie version of a pizza and stuff. So yeah, whatever, we can make it work. I'll try it one day. That's what I'll do. I'll try it. I'll post the results. Yeah. When I went through my, my there was a brief slimming world phase. Uh, well, it was, it was more of a run up to a wedding. Uh, of course, got all the trim and the kilt. Uh, that was a particular favorite uh, tortilla based pizzas. Cause yep. it's yep. just, it's all the, the it's, it tastes bad, but it's, it's supposed to be healthy, so great. I, I have a I have a wrestling wedding. It's not like a re it wasn't a wrestling wedding, but I mean I've got a wedding related story actually. 
Um, if we're going, are we still? Do we still have more pizza questions right now? No, or that that was the last of pizza questions. So you can segue. Okay, okay, I'm going to segue. Um, so I literally had one of my friends' weddings the same night as a show. So uh, I think it was in Baruri. I think I was facing Bago. And uh, I literally said to the guys, like, I don't know where you have me on the car, but can you try and put me earlier? Because I've got to get to a wedding, like, straight after my match. So I had the match with Vago, thoroughly enjoyed it, and then got backstage, and I was like, right, I've got to go, guys. Grabbed my bag, threw over my shoulder, went out to my car. So I'm in my full, like, you know, my tights, I'm topless. I'm going out to my car. I get in the car. I drive all the way to the, the wedding get to the wedding in my wrestling gear, grab my kilt out the boot, put it over my shoulder, go into like the venue, straight to the toilet, start changing into my kilt, taking my tights off in this little cubicle, getting the kilt on, shirt, everything like that. And then I got to the point where I'm like, oh man, these wrestling boots have got a lot of eyelets to undo. And then tying kilt shoes is a pain. You know, you know what it's like. So I, I thought, bugger it. I'm just going to go straight into this wedding in my wrestling boots. Half the people already know I've been wrestling tonight anyway. So, bugger it. so I went in and yeah, it was a very strange look, but it, it worked. So if you're ever stuck, you don't want to wear uh, the brogue shoes, go for some wrestling boots. Why not? Well, my only slight wrestling related story is uh, for, for my own wedding was the photographer, um, was just doing pictures and everything and afterwards there was a bit of a laugh and a joke going oh Billy you could have taken one of your wrestling belts um, because I have several um, and then the photographer went oh, I wish you'd told me because I had uh, if, as soon as you said that I had an idea and then as, as soon as he said that I could see Kelly's face going no you didn't you had no idea shut up because <laughs> because that was my initial when when we when we did the wedding did the wedding when we were organising it I, I threatened several times going I want entrance music and yeah. I want to come down with with one of my belts over my shoulder and I was clearly joking I wasn't actually going to do it but I'd said it to the point where I'm fairly certain there there would have been a, a final decision if I said it one more time so we went we're not doing it no we're just not doing it anymore we're just Worth it. Here's the ring back. I'm not, I can't. I can't do this. But uh, yeah, it's. I wish I had entrance music though. I'm not gonna lie. That would have been yeah. amazing. Um, we'll go back to the questions. I've got two more um, from two people you'll know very well. So we'll start with uh, Blue Thunder. Um, this will obviously be about a match that happened at uh, Gala. I think it was, or some sort of gala. Uh, has Caleb received any extra fire safety training to better understand the pros and cons of fire exits? Uh, um, I haven't. No, um, I don't know. Have you have you seen that clip at all? I yes, I, I saw like a fan cam of it. It was like way in the distance, but. Yeah, that's. I think that's all we we sometimes get at galas. We're lucky enough if we get a, a little fan cam kind of bit of footage. But yeah, that was um, that was a tough one to take. <laughs> uh, for the people that don't know, um, uh, it was Haddo House Gala, um, which oh, I just knocked my camera. 
uh, Harrow House Gala, which um, was a fantastic venue. Uh, we, it looks incredible. Yeah, it's, it's a serious setup. I, I think we should run shows there after seeing it. But um, yeah, we, we were brawling outside the ring and uh, I'm batting him around and he ends up standing next to the, the fire escape. I charge at him, he moves, I burst through the fire exit doors, he pulls them closed and he runs into the ring and I get counted out. In what um, most of the guys at WrestleZone refer to as their, their favorite um, gala finish. So yeah, I, I haven't really received any further training on that. I've been informed by um, by the referee James Chesser, who was who was refereeing that match, that you know it's allowed apparently. So I won't fall for that again. Hopefully, um, there, was, there was one show I went to uh, in Inverness uh, that had kind of tried to have a similar finish to it, um, but it would, the guy would have came back in. How uh, I, I think it was, I can't remember who it was. Jack Chesser was somewhere involved in the match, but uh, same thing happened. Burst through the fire exit and the fire door shut and the place went really quiet waiting for the count and all you heard was just a and the security <laughs> someone from the security that was like guarding the balcony just opened the door and let them back in so if, yeah. you, if you need some in the future get some security around about the fire yeah. exit that'll, that'll hopefully sort it there there was like families because it was like their fun day or whatever it was um they uh, there, there was families like walking along the path as I burst through these doors, and then I'm banging yeah, on on this fire exit trying to get back in, and they're just like, "What's going on?" And it's if anything, it's a great advertisement for the wrestling that's going on inside the the hall. So the wrestling's on fire. Everyone's got to get out. out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the last question I've got is I think it's actually the most f- questions that I've received for our guests so far. So um, again, another feather in the cup. I'm going to be full them. Uh, from Scotty Swift, he's put, Caleb, I've only torn my groin once. This happened in a match against yourself. Take that any way you want. With that, with that being <laughs> said, you want to go halves on a gate crasher? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they don't. Yeah, the, uh, were you not around for gate crashes? No. Oh, man. Um, there, was a, there was a place in Aberdeen. Um, down the beach called PhD Pizza Home Delivery, and they did Gate Crasher, which was like the biggest pizza you've ever seen. It was like like that squared, you know. It was was that a yard? Mr. Valhalla informs me it was a yard of pizza. Um, so yeah, they were. I mean, the the quality was yeah, hit or miss sometimes, but the the quantity was vast. Um, I've I remember back in the day. Uh, finishing one with with two of my friends, but I reckon me and Swift could probably hammer it out. Yeah. So, so by the sound of it, then I'm thinking Snappy Pizza's Beast. That's probably the kind of. Yeah, but it was it, it was bigger than the Beast, but oh. probably the Beast's the only thing that's um, in in our in any ways um, comparable. Uh, me, me and Swift could easily tackle a Beast. I think that's no problem. That's a snack. Yeah, well, one, one spot a beast uh, for for four people, and because uh, we thought oh, four of us, we'll eat this, no bother. By the time that two people left, so it's me and Kelly, only half of it, not even half of it, being like a, a third, maybe between the four of us. So I had a great day. The day after, I didn't have a great day because I was a lot of pizza to eat. Um, yeah. 
So what would be your top? You said anything you want the pizza. What would be your top? Uh, how did you get back pizza? Um, oh, what would be your top flavors? Um, Toppings, not flavors. Oh, man, um, like right now, I'm pretty much only hitting up the uh, the ham and mushroom and mascarpone kind of. I'll be three pound fifty pizzas um, for a cost-effective kind of method. And I have moved down to like half a pizza a day. So I'm still having pizza every day, but it is only half a pizza because I'm trying to like, you know, drop a little weight before we get back in the ring. So um, that's up there. That's really good for the price. That's top-notch. Um, because I don't get Papa John's as much, I am quite keen on Papa John's. And, and I'm kind of missing Pizza Hut, but like in Montrose, there's only like, you know, local takeaway kind of pizzas and there's a Domino's. And uh, I do like all of those pizzas, but um, I think the, the novelty of getting something different, especially like a, like a Papa John's, that's a treat to me because it happens like twice a year. Um, I, I, I like an Asda. Give me an Asda. Can you oh, oh yeah, they're, they are good. Yeah. I haven't had one of those in lockdown because, again, there's no Asda in Montrose. But um, maybe next time I'm through to Arbroath or I'm back up in Aberdeen or something, I'll, I'll hit that up. That's a good shout. Yeah, well, during this lockdown, because they shut the actual creation bit, they would just make them make them up in the morning or whenever and put them in the wee grates. Um, discovered the uh, fajita sizzler, it was called. And it was uh, spicy chicken, jalapenos, green peppers and red onion. Wow. It was, it was my jam. Yeah, um, so you, you said which ones you'd pick. What, so just a ham mushroom right now, what, what would be your uh, dream? Con- what's your Papa John's order? Oh, again, I, I, I kind of flip back and forth because it's so infrequent. But um, for me, like a pizza's not pizza unless like there's pepperoni. Like, 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 I mean, it is, but if you add pepperoni on it, then it's like, up there and then I, I like some chicken to get some protein in there um maybe some jalapenos i like sweet corn on pizza as well sweet corn seems to be a bit of a and uh, take it or leave it with some people but like, i think it works really well with chicken um oh man i, I don't know it, it all depends on my mood but i am very much looking at like the meat first and oh, yeah. then maybe supplement it with like you know some jalapenos or mushroom red onion yeah pretty, pretty much the only time i would pick for create your own uh, vegetables or anything like that would be if i can't think of if all the meat was gone uh, so it would, be the only time <laughs> yeah. it would actually come into the equation um sweet corns another thing along with pineapple don't see the point of it no it doesn't digest don't eat it easy right so <laughs> with, with that uh, we've got our, our usual question uh, which i'm sure you've done some prep for uh all about what is your favorite dinosaur oh yeah uh, my favorite dinosaur is uh, grimlock um because I, I love some transformers but um i wouldn't say i have a favorite species in general uh i quite like uh, i guess the um what's the one was stegosaurus well the spikes on the back yeah, okay. They're, they're pretty cool. That's like a mohawk. Um, but yeah, no, Grimlock's, Grim, Grimlock's king. I'm not familiar and with I'm Grimlock. I'm sure Blue, Blue Thunder will pop for it. So. Yeah. I'm not familiar with Grimlock. My, my, my Transformer knowledge isn't, isn't great. Uh, the only um, one I remember being a dinosaur was, uh, it must be Dinobots, I'm guessing, because I had a, sure. a, a um, 
not Optimus Prime, Megatron. Megatron one that turned into it was a purple dinosaur, not Barney, and then turned into <laughs> to Megatron, which is yeah. cool. Well, well, Grimlock is the leader of the the Dinobots, so. Cool. And then he's a he's a T Rex, so. It was actually probably that I had. It was even Megatron at all. It was, it was that. It was probably Grimlock. Um, oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. So I do know what it is. Perfect. Great. Yeah. Um, so that actually, again, another usual question we talk about is just cartoons from childhood. Uh, with Transformers, has that been top tier? or? Um, yeah. Again, like Transformers was maybe a tiny bit before what I should have picked up on. But my brother, again, was... was a big influence with everything I watched, um, so so I was big into that. Um, Biker Mice from Mars, I loved that. Oh, yeah. They were they were awesome. Um, yeah. Trying to think what else. Uh, Turtles. Um, oh man, so uh, Power Rangers as well. Of course. I guess that's yeah. really. I mean, like, I was I was also one of those kids that because my brother was older, he got me into things like RoboCop, and I loved RoboCop as a kid. Um, he was probably my favorite like thing there was Robocop Mortal Kombat I remember being really sad as a kid because I couldn't go to the cinema and see the second Mortal Kombat movie <laughs> and my brother was like oh I'll, I'll you know I'll phone and speak to the cinema there probably wasn't even anyone on the other end of the phone because he knew I was too young far too young to get into it but you know he was like oh yeah no they say you're too young yeah that sucks um, so before we kind of round off I think I've kept you for just about an hour so I don't want to keep you for for too much longer because I'm sure you've got uh, half a pizza to eat and, and weights to, to lift. Um, looking at the future, so before everything went down, or already spoke about your tag team match uh, for Regal Rumble, um, you're also due to make your debut in Perth for Fair State yeah. Wrestling. Um, is that something you want to do more of once the show's return? Maybe just venture out a little bit more, or, uh, or are you just yeah. quite happy to spend another year uh, developing and and uh, um, I, th I think like obviously can continually developing again. That is like the the thing that I'll, I'll be doing. I want I kind of want to get out there a bit more. Um, like I've got like a, a one to one with um, Andy uh, FEWA lined up soon. Um, I'd like to maybe get to a few other maybe training schools just randomly. Um, I, like I know Joe Henry's after he came up for, for Summer Hill, he took a seminar beforehand and was, was really impressed with like the level of the trainees up in Aberdeen because people don't tend to have such, you know, they, they don't expect it from Aberdeen, you know, what people think, you know, outside of, you know, Edinburgh and Glasgow, there's, there's nothing. But um, he came up and was, was really impressed with what was going on. Um, so he, he was like, oh yeah, you guys should, you know, try and get down at some point, get a car organized. So like, that would be great. Um, just keep training, you know, uh, keep training at WrestleZone and try and get about, if, if possible, to other places and start wrestling wherever I can, really. Um, like, like uh, getting to Fair City would have, been, would have been awesome. I had some people, you know, who were like, oh, that's, that's closer to Aberdeen for us, so we'll, we'll definitely come to the, the Fair City show, yeah. Um, and just keep getting around, like just get the name out there, get the face out there. Hopefully, people see my face here and see, um, you know, this this is Caleb, and uh, actually hear me and instead of just maybe hearing the the name on on your your uh, your website. 
Um, I, I do mention you an awful lot. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's a little bit. I appreciate that. It should be worrying uh, eventually, but for now, it, it's it's all good. It's all nice. Yeah, I hope <laughs> people. I hope people don't get sick of hearing about about Caleb. You know, <laughs> but um, you know, I I hope people uh, you know just take take to the character, take me, um, get out there as much as I can, really, um, like. Like the first city match against Massimo would have been would have been great fun, I think, because um, you know, a wrestle zone typically I'm I'm stronger than you know the uh, my opponents thus far. There's been a few where they've been came close, um, and there's been obviously Andy Wilde who's a, a tank as well. So he was he was um, you know able to throw me about like nothing, and it was it was fantastic. It was like being a kid, um, and to be able to throw him about, I was like yes, I've I've launched this 20 stone lad uh, and, and now he's lost weight I'm like get me back in the ring with him because he's going to go further next time um, but to have a match against Massimo we've been like he's a he's a big guy let's let's see what he's got and again that that hard hitting hopefully style would have would have came through and uh, you know maybe I would have had to pull out one or two little things out of the locker that I don't typically have to um, yeah it's just Working different people, working different crowds, working different uh, places would be great. But um, if nothing else happens, um, I thoroughly enjoy what I'm doing at WrestleZone, and really, I've really I've got to like live the dream at least to a very small extent. So everything else is a bonus from here on out. You know, I didn't think this was this. I didn't think this would have been a possibility. You know, about three years ago. So. Here we are, and it's like this is this is cool. Just take it for for what it is. Exactly that. I think that's a good attitude to have with it. It's if you don't if you don't make it to the big leagues, at least you, you can pick out positive moments and and go, well, I didn't do this, but I did this, and I did this, and I did this, um, which is kind of what I've got with this this whole project, this SWN stuff. It's like uh, I'm, not, I'm never going to be a wrestler. I'm very happy never to be a wrestler, but I've done. I've, I've uh, been a ring announcer for one night. I was really bad at it, but I was a ring announcer for one night. I've I've done I've done this podcast. So I've spoke to wrestlers like yourself. I've I've uh, provided a platform for for younger wrestlers to maybe put their name out there. Um, maybe it's not to many people, but at least it's it's done that. So it is all about finding those positive things that you go you can look back on and go, well, might not have been absolutely the dream, but. I got this done and everything like that. Yeah. Um, before I let you go, then um, of course, you've got to plug your your uh, social media. So, where can people find you on the world of the internet? Uh, yeah. So, I've I've got a, a gimmick page on Facebook. I've got an Instagram and I've got a Twitter, um, and all of them are just Caleb Valhalla. Um, you're not going to find uh, someone else with that name, really. So, just nice. go go search search Caleb Valhalla. You'll find me on on all three. Perfect. Is there anything you want to plug or, or uh, give a shout out before we wrap up? Um, no, no. Uh, I mean, you're you're wearing my t-shirt, so I highly appreciate that. If if you're not if you're not watching on the video on on YouTube, uh, go check it out afterwards. Have a quick look at Billy rocking that t-shirt, um, and think how good it would look on you. Exactly. I can I can be your model. Uh, right. Okay. But yeah. Thank thank you for for taking part. Um, it's, this has been a really fun chat and I can't wait for everyone else to check it out.